Welcome back to another episode of the Sales is Simple podcast, where sales stands for set yourself apart, ask the right questions, land them on a perfect offering, explain your value proposition, and set up the next sale. It's a great day at ABC Company. How will we provide world-class service today? So when you hear this, what do you think about? Maybe a five-star hotel? How about an exclusive restaurant? Well, it's neither. This is a greeting you get when you call a local automotive repair shop. And I'm not talking about a Rolls-Royce service center, but an independent repair shop that works on everything from hoopties to pickup trucks. This greeting not only gets said every time the owner of 25 years answers the phone, but his manager answers it the same way. And since they are the only two that answer the phone, customers always hear the same energetic greeting. In today's episode, I'm going to use my experience with College Park Tire and Auto to showcase the importance of being a master on the telephone. You may remember in a previous episode on upselling where I talked about this repair shop calling a customer who had just bought new tires and they offered him a car wash as the upsell. So you can see why he has been a successful business owner for over a quarter of a century. So getting back to the greeting that every customer hears when they call a shop, this is a perfect example of setting yourself apart. Because the greeting is so unique, it immediately puts the customer in a much calmer state of mind. I mean, let's face it. How many people are happy about having to spend money on their car? I mean, maintenance is bad enough. And God forbid you need new tires or even worse. So what's stopping you from making the same type of impression that this shop does? One word, discipline. Now, this certainly isn't the first time that you've heard about how important your phone skills are to your success. And if this is your first time, take this information and discipline yourself to be consistent. See, success in sales is rooted deeply in doing the things that those before you have already proven to be successful. So stop answering your business calls with hello or thank you for calling ABC Company. How may I help you? Customers are used to hearing that. So all they're going to do is tune you out so they can focus on what they called for. So let me repeat his greeting again so you can use it when you answer the phone. It's a great day at ABC Company. How may we provide world-class service today? Or you could also interject, how may I provide world-class service today? And of course, when they answer the phone, it's done with genuine enthusiasm. See, if you set yourself apart, or if you try to set yourself apart, it does not work if you lack energy. So no matter how upset his customers might be, that greeting is going to let them know that the company is sincere about taking care of their needs. And you also want your customers to know right from the onset that you're serious about providing them with exceptional service, right? So once you get their attention, it's important to follow through with what you insinuated from the beginning. While I was sitting there waiting to get my oil changed, I witnessed customer after customer come in and get talked to like they were family. The owner asked one customer about how their kids were doing, 
and even offered condolences to another one who he had just heard had lost one of their family members. And I can bet you that the majority of his success stems from his unique way of answering the phone and having all his people answer his phone. Now that we talked about a good way to answer the phone, let me share with you an unproductive use of the telephone. So last week, I called a commercial real estate agent to inquire about the price of a listing that I saw on a sign. And I start by saying that I don't even remember how he answered the phone. All right. And if I can't remember it, he obviously didn't say anything to make any kind of impression. So don't let this happen to you. All right. Leave an impression right from the beginning. So after he went over some pricing, he offered to email me a package with all the particulars about the listing. So once I gave him his email, or I mean, once I gave him my email, he thanked me for calling, invited me to put in an offer, gave me some uh, price ranges that may be acceptable for an offer. And that was it. Yep, that was the whole conversation pretty much. So let's talk about what he should have done. As we discussed earlier, he should have had some type of custom greeting. I mean, here's another example of somebody who could have benefited from the same greeting that the repair shop used. It would have fit perfectly in his case. So the next tip I have for him and that you can uh, use in your day-to-day and talking over the telephone is he should have asked me a couple questions in an attempt to gain some kind of rapport or qualify me or do something. I mean, a simple, what plans do you have for the land would have sufficed in this case. I mean, he hadn't given me any kind of real good impression in the beginning. So that would have been a simple question to ask to try to spark some conversation. I personally wouldn't recommend that a professional salesperson have such a bland question. I would recommend that you be a little bit more creative and something like, that's a perfect lot size and location for a diner. What were you envisioning there? That'll get me engaged a little bit. That'll give me also some ideas. Maybe if I didn't know what I was going to use the land for, he have given me a little bit of information, which would have enticed me to give him my information. But he didn't do any of that. Now, I did mention that he offered to send me some information. So I want to stress that he offered to send me some information. But I was the one who asked him if he was going to email it to me. And the reason I asked is I wanted to control the process enough and prevent him from getting my physical address if he was planning on sending it in the mail. Now, an effective way to ask for somebody's email address is you can say, well, what email address do you check daily? Or you can use what email address triggers a notification on your phone? These are two ways to ask for email addresses that people don't hear every day. And to be a professional salesperson, you need to be in the habit of asking people questions that they are not used to answering. So those two questions, let me repeat them again. What email address do you check daily? Or what email address triggers a notification on your phone? Those are a lot easier ways to get an email address from somebody. Now, I will give him credit that once I gave him my email address, he did verify it and he repeated it back to me to make sure that he got every number and letter and, you know, the email provider correctly. So, but his final and biggest failure was that he didn't even attempt to get my name or my phone number. In his case, where he got my email address first, he could have easily used it to ask for my name. See, the address that I gave him has my last name in it, 
So he should have used that to inquire a little bit further about my name and led into getting my full name and then next my phone number. So when you're getting somebody's email address, whether you're writing it down or getting it over the telephone, make sure you pay attention to those little cues for gathering more information. Take for example, take a look at your own email addresses. And yes, I say email addresses because we typically have, you know, one or two personal addresses. Maybe we have a work address and maybe you have a dummy address that you give to salespeople so that you don't have to check it all the time. Either way, there's some clues in there that may give you some information into the person you're talking to. I mean, how many of yours have some kind of information about you in it? Maybe it has part of your name in it. Or maybe it has the company name that you work for as part of the email address. Maybe it has a hobby that you do and that's part of your email address. Or possibly your favorite sports team is part of your email address. So they provide clues that a professional salesperson can pick up on to build rapport. So don't take that information lightly, capitalize on it and use it to spark a conversation. Now to get somebody's phone number, you have to provide value. People don't want to be called. They're always getting calls from solicitors, from marketers, and for people they don't want to talk to. So you have to provide them some type of value in order to get their phone number. Even if the customer is very interested in buying what you're selling, they may hesitate to give you their phone number for just that reason. An example for this guy that I call the commercial real estate agent, he could have said, you know what, sometimes listings become available that are similar to this one, and they might even have a better price. What's the best number to reach you at if one of those rare gems pops up? See, if he said that, he was telling me that he was going to be able to give me something for me giving him my phone number. Now, if they say, or if I could have responded back to him and said, well, you know what, don't worry about that. Just go ahead and email me. He could have came back and said, well, if you're like me, you probably get bombarded with emails and could easily spend half of your day going through your inbox and filtering through all the junk. I won't pester you, which is his fear, obviously, right? Okay, I won't pester you. I'm just going to shoot you a heads up call or a quick text to let you know to check your inbox. That way, that information that I send you doesn't get either deleted or doesn't get filtered away where you never see it. All right. So those are some examples of utilizing the phone in both a positive way as a professional salesperson and then what not to do as an amateur or even in this case, less than amateur salesperson. All right. So now that you know what to do and what not to do. It's up to you to be disciplined. So that's today's episode, everybody. Thank you very much for listening once again. Today we talked about the phone being your best tool and utilizing that as a professional salesperson will get you to a whole nother level of success. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and make sure that you do that subscription so that when these new episodes come up, you'll be one of the first to know about it and you won't miss any of these nuggets. I also want to hear some of your feedback. So go ahead and rate, review the podcast. And if you know somebody who can benefit from some of this information, just share it with them. Because as they grow, we all grow. And this profession of sales is one that has for a long time had a bad stigma. And the better we can all get as professionals, the less stigmatized our profession will be. I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy some good food, some good friendship family, you know, just some relaxation time. 
And if you are one of those people who do Black Friday shopping, and I will admit that I'm not one of them, I don't want no parts of it, but I hope you get the deals that you want. I hope you meet some professional salespeople out there, and I hope you enjoy the beginning of what is to be another holiday season. And as always, remember, the best way to get what you want is by giving others 